I'm ready for a knockdown, drag out, like war, because that's what you have to be ready for. But Download the All-Star app. Make your picks for UFC fights, challenge your friends, level up and win prizes. Link in description. Get it now. All right, so living March 31st, Bellator 293, your return. How have you utilized the time since your last fight in November? Um, I I train constantly. After each fight, I take you know one week off and then get right back to work. Sometimes not even a week. So I've been hard at work developing skills and uh, you know developing my body, putting on I put on muscle in between camps, work on a lot of skill stuff, and then you know during camp I lean out and really focus on uh, on getting in shape more than anything. And um, you know I'm I'm uh, excited to show everybody this uh, the newest iteration of my uh, skill set. You know I'm a lot better than I think I ever have been before. Well, that's nice to hear. And you know going back to building muscle, adding muscle. Like how much muscle have you added in the last two years since you became a pro? Since I became a pro, um, I would say. I'm probably starting my like dehydration weight cut like four or five pounds bigger now than I was when I first started. I was probably a little undersized for the weight class at first. Um, and you know, I just, uh, worked hard with my strength and conditioning guy, Jason Kamins, um, on just putting on muscle in places where it's going to matter. You know what I mean? Not like building chest and biceps, stuff, you know, just put, put muscle on my back and on my neck. And you know what I mean? places where it uh places where it helps you out for mma so so basically you're not trying to look like liver king i'm not i would i would love to have six pack and like a big like muscular yeah. chest stuff but um at the end of the day i want to win fights more than anything so yeah. did you ever believe that he was natural no. <laughs> anybody who's been around like fitness you, you know what i mean like sports it takes one look at a guy who looks like that and knows what's going on. You know what I mean? There are some guys where there's like gray area. You're like, you know, maybe that guy's like, you look at a guy like Paulo Costa and it's like a lot of things are telling you that that guy might be on steroids, but maybe he's just got fantastic genetics and like eats a really good diet. You know what I mean? Like there are like, there are guys like that. When you see somebody who looks like liver King, who's just like swollen and like, you know what I mean? That guy's hundred percent on steroids every time. Yeah, and that's uh that's an interesting case. And you know, going back to you and you adding muscle, did you did you realize that like when you started to get around more light heavyweights that you were kind of smaller for the division? Um, yeah, I mean I've never really felt like I was at a strength disadvantage with many light heavyweights. Um, you know, when Bader moved up to heavyweight, I started to feel like yeah, you know, that's a lot of that's a strong squeeze on that guy. Um, yeah, I mean, now that I have put on a little weight and a little bit of size, I can definitely feel it. Um, I, you know, I, mean, I could definitely, I think my punching power has increased and just my strength and grappling has increased quite a bit. Um, really strong back and, uh, like a lot of wrestlers do, you know what I mean? I could really hold somebody down. <laughs> do you think like adding muscle in certain areas of your body, like prevents injury as well? Yeah, definitely. So, Yeah. 
one of the one of the things that's really helped me is uh, strengthening the like smaller muscles in my uh, rotator cuff and my shoulders. That's been very helpful. And I used to have back issues that I've kind of um, that I've kind of ameliorated just by strengthening my obliques and it's kind of the surrounding um, abdominal muscles. And uh, that's uh, again, I have a great strength and conditioning coach, Jason Kamen. He works with Bader as well. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a weightlifting program that's very like physical therapy, like, uh, flexibility and injury prevention oriented, you know what I mean? Cause like banging weights around is not really that helpful for MMA. You know what I mean? Squatting 600 pounds is not like going to help you that much. You know what I mean? So you got to find, uh, you got to do strength and conditioning. It's, it helps to be big and strong, but you got to find a way to do it that's going to minimize injury and, you know, really help you. Yeah. Sports science have, has come a long way, especially for fighters. You know I mean? You see certain guys that are just pulling out of fights left and right, just getting injured. You, you gotta be thinking like they're doing something wrong with, with their training or their strength and conditioning or something. You know what I mean? Like, cause you haven't pulled out in any fights. I haven't. And I've had some injuries and we've had, you know, a couple of fights ago, I had to get like a cortisone shot middle, middle of the camp and stuff. And like, what, um, you know, each fight camp, I get a little better at doing this and I've gotten a lot better managing my body and focusing on recovering and on, you know, things like, you know, stretching, massage, ice bath, sauna, things that, uh, that just kind of ease the load on your body and prevent injury. And, and I'm, I'm getting through these camps a lot, um, a lot healthier than I was initially. Luke trainer. What is your breakdown of him in the matchup? Uh, could be a rough night for him next week. <laughs> he, um, he's a big, tall guy. I think that's kind of his, his, his best attribute is his height and reach. Um, he's a decent striker. He looks like, you know, he likes to use his jab, but, um, uh, I'm not overly impressed with him in any area, really. I think he's game and I think he definitely looks the part, um, He's not an incredibly high-level striker. His defense isn't that great. Doesn't move his head that well. His, you know what I mean. His wrestling's no nothing special. His jujitsu's—he's got some jujitsu. It's not, you know, black belt level jujitsu. So, um, you know, it, he's a professional fighter. He's had success. I'm not going to say it's going to be an easy night, but um, I think I—I I think I got something for him. You know, some, some <laughs> tricks in the bag. Yeah, not even tricks. I am a, I'm kind of a run the ball down your throat type of guy. Um, you know, I can strike and I can wrestle and I can keep a high pace with both. And, you know, I'm real aggressive. So I'm going to come out and, and uh, you know, come right after him. You know, I'm not reckless, but, you know, I try to fight smart and tactically. But, um, you know, I'm coming to put it on him. Your fight's. They've all been first round finishes. So when you go in there, I'm pretty sure you have a game plan. But then have you ever had to switch up the game plan in that first round? Yeah, I mean, we don't we have a game plan. We always game plan a little bit when I fight. But we're not married to our game plan. You know, I think that's kind of a mistake guys make a lot of the time is they like they really analyze tape and they're like, when he does this, that means he's going to do this. And when he does this, you got to do this. And then like you create this plan you can cock this thing in your head and like guys will even like sit there and visualize how the fight's gonna go 
and then they'll get in there and like it just won't go down like that because fighting is always to some degree chaos you know i mean you never really know how it's going to go down guys get in there and it starts not going down the way they hoped it would and that that you know they don't cope well with it It puts them on their back foot so what i think fighting is all about being confident in your skill set and just trusting that you know wherever it goes and whatever happens you're going to be able to figure it out and and win the fight you know what i mean so we have plans we have you know things we think he's probably going to try to do we have my offense that i know i like to run and that's what we're going to run and you know if that doesn't work you know i'll adjust who was the trickiest fighter so far you faced uh dion clash in um in phoenix was uh he like really came out and just tried to wrestle hard really came after me and tried to put me on my back and i really wasn't anticipating that because you know i am a good wrestler you know um and he really went for it and uh and that kind of surprised me so that was one of those you know adjustments that you just talked about we didn't anticipate that i had to kind of adjust on the fly and you know i was able to get him out of there just at like the very end of the first round this this camp how are you splitting this training camp what do you mean like where are you splitting your time like where are you working for this one is there anything new basically been the same programs the last few um i you know I, i spend a lot of my time at Dan's gym, Danny Brandt, uh, Danny Brandt's Muay Thai gym, we, you know, boxing and Muay Thai. That's where my, you know, my striking game was developed. So I spend like half my time there and then, you know, pretty much the other half at uh, Ryan Bader's uh, kind of like private gym doing uh, wrestling and, and jiu-jitsu. And, uh, and then we just go around town to different parts of phoenix finding tough sparring you know so we do a lot of light sparring with guys in the gym people that i know and and like and trust we we light spar with them and then we go find you know pro boxers other mma fighters from out of town for the hard sparring and we put on headgear and all bets are off type of thing you know so basically you go out and and find guys that you could like practice what you've been training privately on those guys yeah yeah so you do a lot of do a lot of life sparring and then you know the closest you're gonna get to a fight is going to a gym that you don't train at sparring somebody you don't train with you know and uh it's like it's like a little dress rehearsal for the fight so we make sure to get a few of those each camp with some tough guys i'm pretty sure from time to time you get surprised by guys that you've probably never even heard of and you go in there and spar them you're like well this dude is pretty damn good have you ever had that yeah that's the things that like just getting into the sport you don't realize is going to happen like when you're especially when you're brand new like you just know how to wrestle you go like you learn there are a lot of guys strikers jiu-jitsu guys that you've never heard of that are incredibly good you know so um that's like a that's like a learning curve type of thing for sure you get into some sticky situations but that's beneficial for you when you step out there and actually compete inside the cage yeah absolutely yeah all my fights my pro fights so far have been you know on the easier side i would say because i've been finishing fights in the first round but you know that's why we sought out really tough amateur fights and seek out tough sparring you know yeah i noticed that you know 
you do have a couple setbacks as an amateur, and it seems like those have benefited you tremendously in your pro career so far. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we we would take we would take any kind of amateur fight because when you wrestle in college, it's tough to get fights, and you know, you turn pro, all of a sudden your amateur record doesn't really matter. So we weren't trying to like guard my record. I had you know a bunch of Muay Thai fights, a bunch of boxing fights, and then we would take we would take MMA fights on like four days notice just because like somebody got injured and we just hop in there you know and see what happened so just i mean yeah the fighting is you know training is great obviously training is a big part of the puzzle but fighting is where you really jump levels so yeah those tough amateur fights i had were huge especially considering the fact that i've been uh you know i don't have a lot of cage time as a professional you mentioned paulo costa earlier there's that clip that you posted with you training with him what's the connection there he trains at Fight Ready sometimes, you know, when he when he's in the states, I guess. And uh, Fight Ready is not too far from me. Um, I don't train there all the time, but I, you know, I come in sometimes and get some work with those guys. They're really good to me, and they have uh, they have a solid group of guys in there. Um, it's hard to find big guys sometimes, so you know, a guy like Paul Acosta was in town and looking for training, looking for sparring. He he's about two hundred twenty something pounds. So he's a middleweight, but he's a giant middleweight, and he's kind of kind of the perfect guy, you know. We had really really tough uh, sparring sessions like towards the beginning of my camp that were essentially like like I was saying, like a like a little uh, fight, you know. Yeah, it is kind of is it is kind of perfect for you to kind of go out there and test yourself against a guy like him, you know? What I mean, he's he's like mm-hmm. a power striker, you know, kind of has decent like takedown defense you know what i mean just yep. an all-around good fighter yeah he's a very tough guy you're tied man for the most knockouts in light heavyweight history already and uh do you plan on breaking the record against trainer is that the, is that the plan that's the plan i mean it wouldn't blow me away if um this fight goes to his decision you know what i mean if i have a tough fight with trainer like i've been ready for that and each one of my fights if you look at my interviews i always say the same thing i'm like man I'm ready for a knockdown, drag out, like war, because that's what you have to be ready for. But um, like you know, I, I, I like finishing guys early is just kind of a byproduct of the way I like approach fights. You know what I mean? I'm just like I'm just confident and aggressive and really like you know fast and powerful. So it just tends to happen. So I'm just gonna kind of go fight how I always fight. And you know, if I if I clip trainer early and put him down, that would be great. You're you're in a unique position because you're ranked, but you're fighting a guy that's not ranked, and a lot of people probably would have thought like, oh man, he needs to fight somebody that's higher up. But you've you've mentioned in the past that you're like, hey, let's take the slow approach. Like I don't need to just jump up, you know, and fight. But do you see certain matchups in that top five where you're like, that's an interesting fight? I do, but I'm gonna let you say what you need to say. I think the top, the top of that bellator light heavyweight division is so good that like those are all awesome mashups a win against any of those guys yo romero phil davis Corey anderson nemkov like those guys are some literally some of the best fighters in any promotion in the world so winning against any of those guys would be kind of career defining in a way but like you said you know i'm at the bottom of the top 10 now and uh it you know i, I gotta work my way up i'm not just trying to 
to, to jump right to the top because I got a little hype behind me. You know what I mean? My, my coaches are very old school. It's kind of a boxing style mentality about um, how to develop a fighter, what the best way to do it is. And then, you know, there's no rush. So I think trainer is the perfect guy for me right now. I think after him, somebody towards the bottom end of that top 10 would be great. I'm not going to – I think I'm going to call somebody out uh, after the fight, but I don't want to – I don't want to look past, uh, I don't want to look past trainer. You know what I mean? I'll give him that respect. So they're kind of getting old as well. You know, those guys that are, yeah. that are up there, you know, you're, you're, you're a youngster in the division and you're, you're right there next to him pretty much. It's a, it's an interesting position you're in right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could be there quickly. It happens fast. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, you know, next couple years, year year two years i should i should, I think i should be fighting those guys for sure man but anyways man before you get there man march 31st belter 293 go into descriptions download the all-star app thank you sullivan so much for the time and uh yeah i can't wait man maybe you'll break that record we'll see I, it's the record's going down eventually <laughs> yeah, i think it'll hopefully it'll be hopefully it'll be next friday <laughs>